Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scottsy Business, and today we're here again with Dan Hensley, uh, who is a co-founder at 3Speak. Uh, you saw me talk to him uh, previously last year, and we're coming back to revisit a lot of things. Uh, Hive is now uh, a little bit over a year old, and um, we're going to kind of see how everything's progressed with 3Speak, talk a little bit about censorship, and uh, all the things that you come here to hear about. So thank you so much for being on the uh, show. Happy to be here, Scott. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, for people who didn't see the first one, which I recommend you should go and check out, uh, can you just tell a little bit about yourself and how you got started in crypto? Yeah. Um, Dan Hensley, co-founder of three speak, uh, lifelong entrepreneur, ex poker player. I got into crypto about 2016, um, of course got into Bitcoin and then quickly became fascinated by the technology and what we can do with it and started building apps. And that's where I am today. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, where along that journey did you start three speak? Because, um, interestingly enough, when we previously did our interview, it was still on steam at the time. And, mm -hmm. uh, and now you've since switched over to hive. So do you want to first just, uh, explain when you got into three speak and then how that journey has progressed over the past few years? Yeah. So uh, originally started on Quora. That was my introduction to content creation. And then I created a YouTube channel and, you know, documented my journey through the 2017 bull run. And that was a lot of fun. And then towards mid 2018, um, at the beginning of the year, you started seeing the censorship really ramp up. Um, my account was on its last leg, already had multiple strikes just for crypto videos. And, um, you know, so something in me, just one day I woke up. Um, I, I don't, when I do my shows, I don't have a script. I just wake up and then I just kind of do them, I, whatever thoughts I had the previous night. And, I just saw another sensor. It was Alex Jones. I'm not a fan of Alex Jones in particularly, but I just saw what happened and I was like, you know, that's enough. So I guess you could say I rage quit YouTube. And then, um, sort of that moment, it's like, throw me to the wolves. I'll come back leader of the pack. Uh, started, you know, creating three speak with Matt and, you know, just trying to create a better platform, a more fair platform for, for content creators out there. And that was around, yeah. um, 2018. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and why did you decide to go with blockchain as the kind of solution to a lot of those problems? So I, I came like bumping head first, um, learning this stuff hands-on, learning, you know, by mistake. And really blockchain is the only way to, I guess you can say, incentivize people to store data, right? Everything on the internet, your texts, your images, everything, someone's storing it somewhere. They're storing it for free. That means you're the product. They're making money off your data. So I quickly realized that you couldn't do it with fiat, right? You can't micro tip in fiat. You have all kinds of legalities for different countries. And then once you see blockchain, you realize, well, that cuts down all the borders. If you get the right technology, you can micro tip, you can send small amounts of value instantly across the planet. And if you use that to incentivize and act like a record keeping, right? Just like a, a record of truth. And from there, you can use technologies like IPFS and other non-blockchain to then store the data and keep it immutable and incentivize via the blockchain. So um, sort of a little bit technical, but that's real, the real reason for blockchain, just it's the superior technology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what were some of the like major problems that blockchain technology was able to solve for what you were looking to achieve? 
So with censorship resistance, the biggest or censorship, the biggest problem is single points of failure. So if you're a site or if you rely on Amazon Cloud, right? Like if you're in the legacy system right now, you're relying on some monopoly, some giant web provider to host your data. We saw this with all these alternatives to Twitter when President, you know, the Donald Trump was um, banned from Twitter. Um, we saw that, you know, quickly Amazon started shutting down competitor sites and it, it got to a point where you realize how weak we were. What blockchain really does is it takes, okay, that point of failure, I have a database or I rely on someone else and it just distributes it. And that distribution means, well, if I go down, there's other backups. So it's a whack-a-mole. You can't take it down. So it's nothing really fancy. It just found a really neat way to link databases across the planet in a way where it's a chain and you can't break it. If you can't break it, it's incredibly hard to censor. So that's, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then some of the other problems that I, I assume you're kind of setting up to solve there are also monetization, uh, things like moderation and, um, and also just having like the full control of your account, like the actual, the true ownership. I think that's also a very big aspect. Uh, so why did you choose Steam originally and then why Hive? So the technology behind Steam was, it's a, it's more of a, it's a blockchain that handles text and it does it in a very elegant way where you can store also blog text. But it can also be random strings of code that can then be interpreted by outside apps. So basically, it's a really good table of truth. You couldn't do this stuff on Bitcoin because of the one megabyte block size. You can't do it on Ethereum because Ethereum has a VM, virtual machine, on layer one. Which that means is the reason it costs $50 for your token transfer is because smart contracts are very high computation that means you're paying for other people's high computation even if you're not using the smart um, contract you just want a simple token transfer what the technology between steam did was basically take the virtual machine off of layer one so you have very fast transactions if you have very fast transactions you can then build second layer apps like a virtual machine where it has its own token and it says okay well if i want to interact with a smart contract i can but it doesn't cost everyone else and the problem with slow chains, the side chains become centralized because if you can't rely on the main chain too much, i.e. Ethereum, it costs $500. That means you're going to interact with the blockchain as least as possible. The least you interact with the blockchain, the more you rely on a side chain. That means it's more centralized and or unless the side chain is um, completely decentralized in its own way. No pre-mine, you know, um, usually proof of stake network. So pre-mine is a very um, token distribution is very um, important there. So, you know, the technology there with the token distribution, and now we morph into Y-Hive, you know, this is the problem that pretty much every project's going to face. You're not going to have a Satoshi-like creator who's going to make this amazing revolutionary technology, give it away for free, and not self-benefit in a big way. That's asking a lot in today's tech, in, in this world where you can have an ICO and raise millions. Um, you're asking someone to do something almost inhuman. You know, it takes an extremely talented, rich developer who codes as a hobby to release amazing code. Even then, if he's famous, the virtual capitalists come and scoop up the supply. So no matter what, you're going to be in a community with a pre-mine is what this is about. And with Steam, we had a pre-mine and we all wanted the fork for years and we understood that this was a bad thing. But it's sort of like, well... You know, if there's no initial threat, you can't get everyone organized to do it. Everyone's like, ah, oh, well, the status quo is okay. They're, they're being benevolent. Why? 
It takes an alien-like invasion, like with Justin's son, to come in and literally attack everyone on the network, which is a very rare event. And then it took people, because I don't know if you've been on Hive, now everyone's friends with each other, right? You have a lot of different polarizing opinions. But, you know, I saw the, the people who really disliked each other, who, I, who would never sit in the same room as each other, you know, join together and fight to realize, hey, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So we all join together and cut out that pre-mine with Hive, put it in a DAO. And now the largest supply on Hive is about 2 to 3%, the largest holder. Um, you know, full disclosure, I have about 1.5% of supply. I think I'm the third largest holder. So... That's a, and you need about 50, about 30 to 40% of the supply to overthrow consensus. So in a long winded way, it's, um, the token distribution is decentralized. That's why Hive is superior to Steam. And that is the reason we moved. Um, the main reason was we felt forced. We were, we were attacked. Obviously I was a, a bystander in that I had about. 3 million Steam stolen from hard forked from my wallet. I believe that's the first time ever anyone's ever actually had funds hard forked from a wallet that exchanges agreed with. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at these prices, that's about uh, close to $2 million, $1.5 million. So, um, you know, there's no mercy in love and war, but we're, we're on with Hive and that can't happen on Hive. And um, that's, why, that's why I'm really um, bullish on the technology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I actually just put out a video yesterday talking about how uh, not every platform is exactly what it seems. And I did actually touch on how Steam used to be, you know, kind of what we were all aiming for. And it was kind of one of the first movers. But then, you know, with the hostile takeover and everything, um, you see that like nothing is 100% perfect and secure, but we can make iterations, we can make improvements. Uh, and it was really amazing to see the Hive community step up and, you know, solve all those issues really quickly and just, you know, move forward. And now it's been uh, over a year since the Hive uh, blockchain was created. It's so awesome. Yep. Um, so how does 3Speak approach all of some of these issues. Cause I know um, we talked a lot about like what hive kind of has built in, but uh, what is three speak trying to do for, um, you know, monetization, censorship, free speech. What's, what's kind of your approach to things like that. And um, is there anything that you're doing differently from hive or on top of what hive is already doing? Yeah. So hive is, if you think of Hive as a base layer to store text and account security, token security, all of that stuff with the account keeping. And then you have something called Hive Mind, which is sort of a, it's a side layer. And that's where all your social features go. The things that aren't super, super important and are very intensive and, and heavy, you, you store that on a separate layer so it doesn't affect token transfers. The same thing with videos and images and NFTs, especially. You don't want to store that on the base layer. It gets really heavy and you never want to affect token transfers. Those has to be fast and cheap. So what we're doing is taking we it took a long time because we started out as just a video platform um, trying to figure out a way to decentralize video. And now we've really created what we believe is a standard um, that can be built on top of IPFS using Hive blockchain to incentivize the, the storage miners. So really, we're taking the best technology out there and we're combining it. You can't have video and images on a blockchain because it bloats too big. Blockchain is forever. So if you're storing a cat video, you don't want that to be on a blockchain 10 years from now where someone has to store that every time. Um, on IPFS, what it allows is permanent 
data, meaning you have control because it's your keys, but you can delete it because it's not on a blockchain. So, you know, if you delete that one block, the cookie doesn't crumble. It doesn't matter. You just ping the miners that, hey, I no longer want this on the network. That means the miners are no longer incentivized to store it. And that's what it comes down to. Finding a way to cleverly incentivize people to store their videos. And if you and I and all content creators and all of our communities can earn a small bit for storing one or two videos before you know it, you have, you know, thousands of people across the world all incentivized to store videos. And there's no one person we're relying on, right? There's no one node you can come and take out all the videos. Um, so that's really what we're doing. We're building, you know, if you think of Hive as the text, right now, image and video still need to be decentralized. And that's where Speak's goal is. Okay, yeah. And um, in our previous interview, we talked a lot about uh, Speak Token and Speak Network. What? How have those progressed in the last year? And like, where are we along that roadmap? Yeah, so I'm happy to say that the Speak Network itself is f up and fully running. You can download the desktop app right now. Um, even if 3Speak went down, the web app went down tomorrow, you could still post immediately to Hive and self-host it, and no one can take that down. So that power is there. One click, set up your node. Now you're on IPFS self-hosting your video and image content. That is good. And we've seen adoption and we see people because we can, you know, we have stats where you can see how many people are downloading each video and there's a fair amount of traffic. But as we presumed, um, if you're not incentivizing people, people aren't just going to store other people's videos for free. Um, they might store one or two, but as it starts to become a cost prohibitive thing, you know, that there's no free lunches. So we've made the, the speed network foundation. Now we're hacking away at the token system, which is going to be a one-for-one one drop to all Hive holders. There's no pre-mine. Um, you know, the, there's no founders. This is coming out as the Hive community. The Hive DAO um, is going to, we're going to put a proposal out for that. So there's going to be funding from multiple decentralized communities coming together because you really can't rely on one person for all the funding. And once we have that, you now have a distributed miner core where you have a bunch of people with um, tokens that are now incentivized to store data because they want to see those tokens appreciate in value. And um, that's really where, you know, Bitcoin shines is it was kicked around unknown for so long. It got such a network effect, 10,000 Bitcoin pizza, right? It was, it was passed around from hand to hand and it wasn't sought as after as some kind of investment like oh i want this to go up in money it was more of like a fun thing and that's sort of you know hive sort of brought that back with the with the way it's distributed so we're hoping you know with um with the great token distribution on hive if we were to airdrop it all to hive holders we would see a lot of participation from day one and um yeah bring the network to life so to speak awesome awesome and um can people like start like can people buy speak tokens like where where are you in that uh, like process for like fully launching it and, and getting that out to the world so it's going to start with a one for one drop it's going to be a snapshot of hive ba token balance that's going to be a, a three-month announcement so we'll give a heads up for three mm -hmm. months um it's going to be 2021 that's our aim so we're going to be dropping what you call minor tokens. So we're not actually dropped the speak token, the governance token of the system that controls inflation outputs and basically the, the side system and the tokenomics of it. That's going to start at zero. What we're going to be airdropping is 
miner tokens and you have to stake these miner tokens to then be eligible to earn rewards by storing videos in the network so what we're hoping is putting these miner tokens in people's hands they'll power them up and then want to get those things but there's not going to be any way to buy it you're going to have to buy miner tokens on the secondary market once they've been claim dropped to hivers and then once speak has been actually mined by those miners then you can buy it but um there's no ico or way to do it it's going to start off on a decentralized exchange that is built on hive um and that'll be the the first place to buy it but that's only going to be after if people choose to sell it on a secondary market okay awesome awesome yeah so i always like the uh the airdrop way of doing things to you know kind of reward that network for being involved and you know get them kind of in on the ground floor um so you also said you wanted to further decentralize three speak over 2021. Um, and you said eventually you'd like to see three speak become a DAO. Like how has that progressed? What has changed over the last year? Um, and what are your thoughts there? Yeah. <clears throat> the, the main function to get three speak decentralized is to decentralize the, the storage, which is what we've been sprinting to do. Once we have these tokenomics in place, it'll be anyone can then spin up what we'll call a breakaway community. So you can have your own token, your own DAO, your own liquidity pool. So if you're a content creator, you can have, hey, I have my token, my community token. I now have my DAO. If you want to trade my token, you trade it on my DAO. I collect fees. I can create liquidity pool. You can stake to my DAO and earn my token. You give basically content creators the full power of a federal government or a bank. They can do literally whatever they want with these tokens. They can create bonds. And the idea is to um, three speak to become one of those breakaway communities of many. And it's just a just one app. We hope to see 23 speak skins because that's what three speak really is. It's a skin. You own your account on IPFS. You own your content. You self host. Um, three speak is just a fancy login. It's just a screen. That's about as deep as it goes. And once we get to that point where we can have very easy to spin up your own three speak, your own video community. That's going to decentralize three speak an aspect of, oh, well, this isn't the only place to go. This isn't the only front end to use. It's going to be like, no, there's many communities, many different front ends because it's very easy to spin up your own network on this and become self-sustaining. We're really big on self-sustaining. We don't believe that um, you can rely on ICOs or, or endless inflation or whatnot. We're really trying to make it to where you become a self-sustaining breakaway community. And, um, that's going to be hopefully plug and play by the end of 2021. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, I think, uh, I think what you guys are doing makes a lot of sense. And I think the IPFS route, uh, also makes a lot of sense. And, um, I, I know it's a little technical for, uh, my, my more beginner users, but it's just the interplanetary file storage. It's just a very distributed decentralized way to, uh, to store things. Um, I'll probably have to do a deep dive on that sometime. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are some of the like big updates that we should be expecting in the next little while for three speak um is live streaming in the works what uh, what are some features and things we should expect soon yeah we're gonna get live streaming up um that's more of a cdn play which also goes into the speak network um, people can you know share their resources and be incentivized live streaming is extremely expensive so um yeah when we get you know thousands of computers even hundreds um it's going to become extremely cheap to then ping all those cdns at once without having one person share the burden 
But the biggest thing is with Hive, you're starting to see we just had a hard fork that added a lot of good payments for content creators, like reoccurring payments, which we think is really good. And a lot is going to go into the next hard fork, which will be at the end of this year. And that's when we plan to see a lot of great things like, you know, people want SMTs on Hive. Well, we're really going to sprint to make that possible where you can create your own fast fee-less token. And your own, you know, community tokens are all the rage. We want those to be very easy to spin up on Hive. And um, if you just think of 3Speak, it's just a flagship app on Hive that's adding a side layer, which is IPFS, which most people have heard of BitTorrent. It's like Bit. It's like the next evolution of BitTorrent. It's peer-to-peer um, file sharing. And we're just trying to pay people, right? Find a, a decentralized way to pay people to store those files. So the biggest thing is the launch of the Speak Network, the claim drop. And then coming to a point where we have all the features a content creator would need to where Web 2 doesn't look fun anymore. Web 3 looks really fun with NFTs and all these great ways to. Because that's one thing, um, a little side note, NFTs, there's not really a true standard for them yet. They don't store the images on the Ethereum blockchain. They store them on, you know, centralized servers. Um, This will be the first time where you can actually self-host your NFT, which is um, about as true digital ownership as you can possibly get. So all those exciting things are um, this year for Three Speaking Hive. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know, like if people watching are very aware, but you are very, very involved uh, with development on Hive, with uh, you know advocating for Hive, being a Hive enthusiast, and uh, you're actually the person who got me aware of what was going on with the takeover originally. Um, so I proxy voted for you to, so that you could just, you know, um, handle that for me since I didn't know exactly which witnesses were, uh, trustworthy or not. And, and that whole debacle. So, um, definitely, uh, for people who, you know, weren't totally aware of how Hive came to be and, you know, that whole situation, uh, Dan is, uh, was a huge part of that and, uh, definitely was, um, just a big pillar in the, uh, in the Hive community. So. Um, big shout out to you for that. Thanks. In terms of um, how high, I mean, how Three Speak got its name, and like, what was the kind of motivation of the origins of Three Speak? Uh, wh- what is that story? So Matt is actually credited uh, the other co-founder for Three Speak. He came up with the name, and it's a play on Free Speak. And mm. really, um, you know, I might seem like, oh, censorship resistant, he, you know, pro free speech. It's not so much of that. I just think it's a better business model to own your account. Even if you don't, if you only uploaded cat videos, it doesn't matter simply because you have leverage over the site now. Um, Twitter will actually have to pay you to log into Twitter because they don't own your account. Therefore, they have no leverage over you. They become a skin. So that was, that, that was always the philosophy. Um, it just so happens to be called censorship when someone deletes your data, deletes your account. Um, but, Really, 3Speak is just showing the world what you can do with this technology. Um, Hive, you know, the, the account ownership and all that stuff. And I think that's just going to revolutionize the way people think about the Internet. They're going to think about um, account first, site second, instead of site and then nothing else. It's just the site. And they, they silo own you in a way. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to transform the way we interact with the Internet in an amazing way. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, Web 3.0 is really just enabling so much that people just weren't really aware of or um you know they didn't know was possible so i i definitely think um 
it's a little confusing for people to wrap their head around with at first, but like you were sort of saying, Web 3.0 is much more fun and interesting and you just get all these benefits as the end user. So uh, people are definitely really incentivized to look into all these new things and explore them. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how 3Speak fits in with other existing similar projects, how do you feel that it's like similar and how is it uniquely different? Um, some that come to mind are like, you know, like DTube or like library, for instance. Yeah, um, I would say the difference is um, right now we're very similar to a DTube or a library in the sense that we're we're storing it in a um, we're not storing it on Amazon Cloud, for example. Right. We have IPFS storage library stores. There's on a blockchain. DTube does IPFS. Um, I would say we're very similar in that retrospect. Uh, what we're really sprinting towards is a speak network and and that's more of a foundation in which you build a DTube or a library or, or a speak on. And the problem we saw right away was you have all these silos, you have, you know, bit shoot. There's a lot of really great tech and great platforms out there, but the problem is it's siloed. And it's like, well, well, well guys, this isn't about siloing. We're not trying to capture, we're trying to release. So it's much better to be, you know, we're all open source, but you're trying to do it this way. You're trying to do it this way. Oh, use my blockchain or no, you gotta have to use this specific technology. Even with Arweave, um, another great project, you have to use their own blockchain. And we figured, okay, what's the most broadest technology out there? You know, torrents, it really is, but IPFS is past torrents in my opinion. And I believe it'll continue to do so. And that's as a much of a standard as you can get where people agree, okay, you know, that's, that's not native to anyone. It's neutral. We can use that. And so that's the approach. We're trying to do this in the fairest way. We're not trying to capture anything. Um, you know, some of these other projects you might see, they have tokens and they, you know, they might have pre mines. And the problem with that is once you have a token, you kind of have to live with it. It's kind of hard to launch another token and then just let the first one go to crap. So I think, what three speak really benefited from not launching any kind of token f- until we really figured how we wanted to do this. And now we have an edge where we don't have some token that we have to uplift or um, have our name on. We don't have any pre mine attached or anything like that. We're just going to do a community drop and see how it goes. Um, so yeah, I would say that the difference is timing right now is a really good time to launch because all this technology has just been given away for free. All the DeFi, all the ICOs from 2017, amazing technology these people built, but you know, they, they built them proof of stake pre mines. Um, so that technology can easily be forked or at least modified. And you know, that's, we just been in the lab making all, use of all the great technology out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then where do you see three speak going in the next year, in the next five years, ideally, because, you know, in the blockchain world, it's, uh, it's hard to look that far in the future. Yeah, just, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really tough to tell. I'll just say we're going to be here. We're going to be consistent and we're going to keep doing what we're doing in terms of providing freedom tools to people. Um, and, you know, sort of let the chips fall where they may. Um, we're not disappointed if no one adopts them. We'd be disappointed if we didn't at least build the tools for people to adopt but as long as we put them out there and put a good effort to to raise awareness for them, I think we we can rest our heads at night and say we've done enough. So um, yeah, just consistency is what you'll see out of their speed. Awesome, awesome. Um, that is, uh, those are all the questions I had. Is there anything else that you wanted to specifically address or touch on regarding Hive or Three Speak? Yeah, just um, if you're not on Hive, I think it's a really good time to sign up. You can get a free account, um, do an intro post, earn a little bit. Um, it's 
just a really amazing technology and just know that we're, you know, CEOs are becoming protocols and gatekeepers are dissolving into communities. And what this entitles is personal responsibility. So if I can urge anyone watching, um, try and take some personal responsibility in this, learn how the technology works, learn about account ownership, learn about web three, where this technology is really going and, and kind of separate the, the, the centralization from the decentralization. And if you're really passionate about seeing censorship resistance, seeing a really a web three, we want to use, try to go out there and support grassroots projects that, you know, are out there really doing, doing the good work. And, um, not trying to be a cash grab, but trying to change the world. So, and you know, thanks absolutely. for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, for everyone who uh, who's watching, make sure to go and check out Dan. You can follow him on uh, what what is your any of your handles or where do you spend most me, of your time? Yeah, they call me Dan. You can find me on Hive Blog slash at they call me Dan. A band on Twitter, unfortunately. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, it's becoming a lot more common these days. Um, so yeah, definitely go and follow him on, uh, on hive, go and check out three speak. What is the, uh, URL now? Is it three speak.tv? Yeah. Three speak.tv. And then just, uh, slash that. They call me Dan. Awesome. Awesome. So go and check uh, him out on both of those sign up for three speak. If you're not already sign up for hive, if you're not already on hive, um, fantastic networks. I've been on there since, uh, well, I mean, I've been on hive since the beginning. I've been on uh, steam for quite some time and I've been using three speak for at least a year and a half to two years now. So it's, I've been on there uh, for quite some time and it's, it's been a really great network and I, I uh, I hold it in high esteem up there with the uh, with all the other uh, top decentralized platforms and um, yeah it's a fantastic network I highly recommend people go and uh, if at the very least back up your content on there if not to actually go and fully explore and use it which I fully recommend. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate uh, your your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise, and uh, and everything you've done for the Hive community. Yeah, pleasure as always, Scott. Awesome. All right. Cheers. Cheers.